We're hunkered. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast with my new microphone and Adam Crocious, as Hello always. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We're watching Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2. Wayne's World 2, yes. The sequel, Deuce, which I saw in the theater. You know something? I, I watched this. It, it's interesting. Bef- I watched this right when Beavis and Butthead was coming out, and I was obsessed with Beavis and Butthead. I loved Beavis and Butthead. I didn't like Beavis and Butthead. I'm curious. Your perception of Beavis and Butthead being a child at that time, what was it? You knew I loved them, it. I, I was a big Beavis and Butthead fan because they had uh, the Marathons. Meaning they would just have like all the episodes. Instead of calling it a marathon, they called it a marathon. And you'd watch 15 episodes. And you'd watch 15 or, episodes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was... And so that came out, and that kind of took some of the thunder away from the goofy sort of comedy thing here, you know? Like the, the buddy film, obviously. This is very much in the spirit of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, or you know that, that constant... You know, a, a Hope and Crosby movie, if you will. That same spirit of the, of the buddy comedy. But what was good about Beavis and Butter, it was darker. You know, and they were obviously more stupid. So this was uh, this was uh, this was this predated Beavis and Butthead. No, it, it came out right after Beavis and Butthead came out. Right. And to me, it kind of stole its thunder. It wasn't as funny to me. The, the original was hilarious. I do saw the you, original with my girlfriend, Amanda Rip. Oh, we dude, Amanda Rip. We need to like call her <laughs> know, the amount of times we no, bring her up on I, this I, show. I, we do not want to do that. I I, I don't want. I, I don't want her to realize the mistake. That, I don't want her to realize what a good decision it was when she entered it with me. I, I, I don't want that to happen. I already know it is. So uh, <clears throat> Talk about her a lot, though. But I wonder if he saw, like, I wonder if this was him, like, kind of lightly ripping off Beavis and Butthead. I mean, this, uh, Wayne's World Wayne's too? World. Uh, no, just because the, the sketch, like, the, the SNL sketch. Oh, 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 oh Did the Mike SNL Judge. sketch Mike, predate? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I wonder what. Absolutely. I remember the SNL sketch being like in 1990 and 91. Uh, it, it was hilarious. The, the very first one, it, it was the SNL, it was the final SNL sketch of a show, and it, and people responded pretty well to it. And they it were is surprised. a good closer, you know. But it's interesting, yeah. That they uh, the first one. I mean, the original. It's made Mike Myers. This is what made Mike Myers a star. A star. You know, God, just what we. You know, something, Keith. It's at times like these when everyone's hunkering down, when there's a global pandemic, when I say to myself. Hmm, we need more famous people in the world, you know? Well, did you see what we're... Oh, we could probably th- see what's on here. So they're doing one world at home type of thing. Let me go to this here. It's it's like a concert that's on right now. One world together at home. Wow. And well, right now it's a commercial for balding. But so <laughs> me and... Yeah, that's the audience, you know. Uh, We first turned this on and uh, it was Lady Gaga, right? And she sang a song like that of just like you know love is still alive. But she was singing like this. It was one of these songs. You mean like a Broadway? Like, yeah. Oh my! Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. What Ever is that all since about? She Man, did this bizarre. goddamn movie with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. She thinks she's like fucking. Uh, <laughs> Like so, singing show tunes and yeah. crap? Like that, that's not what she you are. She thinks she's Liza now. Oh, my God. Judy Garland. You know. Uh, uh, you know. I, I've never... I'm that sorry. used to... Broadway used to be like the in. Oh, absolutely. Hollywood. Absolutely. I mean, I guess it probably still is in And even ways, in movies. You know, like, even Roy Scheider did fucking all that jazz. Well, absolutely. He, he played Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse's an interesting character. J-Lo. Now, granted, she also gets makeup done, I'm sure, for like six hours every single day. 
J-Lo is still a very pretty woman. She's on TV right now, you know, and she, of course, is getting getting sincere. Do you want to see what she's saying? Oh, I'm sure it's deep. I'm sure it's deep. But she's going to sing. I'm going to sing a song. Let me gather myself. Oh, my God. She's singing a Bab song. Ugh. Is, isn't this fucking Steven Sondheim who wrote this? Probably. God, enough of your unrequited gay love, Steven Sondheim. <laughs> Send in the clowns. They're already here. Oh, my God. It's so poetic. You know, I'll tell you what. J-Lo has grown on me a little bit. I don't do Jenny from the Block is the jam. Oh, boy. She's just Jenny from the Block. Well, plus, I... I mean, I was attracted to her as well, a boy course, as well. because she's a gorgeous woman. She's a gorgeous know? woman. There's no doubt about it, you know. I don't know if Steven Sondheim did this, but... Whoa, you're baking over there. Holy shit. Good for you. You know, we got a thing going on here. I right got her now. trained, dog. No, I'm just kidding. I got her trained. Yeah, don't exactly. There we go. shit. I would yeah, have yeah. ended this relationship <laughs> if that would have broken on you. You deserved it, my friend. By the way, those potholders are getting gross. By the way, I need new ones. Here, we'll turn J Lo down. We've established what the fuck is going on. J Lo is. She is beautiful. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah, you got. I want to meet a poor person who is her age and looks like that. (laughs) Because even hot older women, real women, have like creaks in them. Well, yeah, even the best staircase creaks a little bit. Ooh, gotta think about her personality though. When she realizes, when she finally realizes, I truly am old. I hope she's you know well adjusted enough to see like okay well and that's just, what the money's for and, and, that's what the, it's supposed to adjust you <laughs> yeah then you get adjusted but I uh, I love how they have this one world together at home and then on headline news <laughs> death row stories pop on death row stories I'm sure these are uplifting but uh, it's interesting you know the the death penalty has been waning in popularity. A, b- you know? a babysitter is found brutally murdered in Santa Ana, California. Oh, well, that's just south in the five. Well, they also brutally murder horses out there, too. So, well, Yeah, Santa Anita. Exactly. Anita Thank sorry. you. Thank you for the correction. All right. You know, you, All right. You're a good editor. You know, I, I got to give you my script. You know, go through that. I, I tell you, I got notes. Oh, look at that mullet, dude. That is 1984 Ooh, to no, the T, dude. You know, I would say this is actually before that time period. I would say it's actually more late 70s. Um, than than that eighties uh, thing, you know, uh, just because the I don't know the the hair parted on the middle and the feathered look was very big in the late seventies. I got feathered hair once, and I literally got like I mean, these girls were like, look at your yeah. hair. I mean, they were just oh, like, that's great, just you know? tormenting you. Uh, I don't know if it was tormenting or if they liked me. Uh, I, I, I I can never tell, and, and to this day, I still don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, were they? Was it? A passing thing or were they like hanging out with you too no they were like in the same class and they paid a little more attention to me when i had that hair but it was not a good attention necessarily were you well were you funny uh, i had a sense of humor <clears throat> when yeah, did your was... funny really kick in because i'm sure you were not confident when did your confidence hit i'm sure the first winning season of the a's that's when you're like all right it, it, it still hasn't hit keith that, that, that's why i'm doing this podcast no, i mean I, uh... <laughs> I would say you have aggressive confidence even though you're insecure, and being insecure, I think, is different than lacking confidence. Interesting. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I tell you what. Because when you enter a room, you don't cower. Like, you might think everybody hates you, but you're still going to, like, assert yourself and, like, say hi to people. Like, you even told me when you would go to those, like, 
work mixers and shit yeah, for you yeah. like you were like oh i'm great at like work mixers and like mingling and networking and shit that's why I, I try to do that just to get my face time out there you got to do a little bit of that time maybe i tell you when, when you work enough with people and you do that you, know, you have the nine to five you sort of have to kind of get over some of your anxiety i was thinking that about that that's weird about when you ran your own business that like that was like your open mic You'd had to go to like job fairs and like mingle with people yeah. and pass out your fucking ridiculous business card. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Let me find you a property or whatever the fuck. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's why this adjustment to working from home, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I can do it. It just reminds me of when I ran my own business for five years. I mean, it's the same sort of thing. I've been back in the nine to five thing now for three years. I've worked because I, I, I took one week off when I moved out here. That was it. So I basically have been working nine to five. Well, yeah, you came out here with years. a job. Yeah, I had, a, I had the job lined up. Exactly. I wasn't going to come this here. Oh, look at this I like this guy. Looks like he's interviewing someone in the in a jail uniform. But, but he exactly. But he is in prison. But the way it's cleaned up, it looks like he's got he's lined up. He's got new glasses. Like. Yep. What has this guy got going on in uh, jail? Yeah, well, he's, he's, I'm sure he doesn't believe he did it, you know, so. Oh, he murdered the babysitter. I, I, I'm sure he's being he murdered. Well, that well, white I mean, woman. he's black, right? Isn't that how it works? God. With five young children. Oh, he left oh. the kids unscathed. He only murdered the girl. The parents are quick to point out that Kenneth Clare, a local transient who burglarized their home in the past. That's definitely uh, a 70s word right there. Burglarized? Transient. Transient, yes, yeah. Uh, it's derelict or transient. Derelict is more like something from the twenties, I think. Like you're a hobo or something, you know. A derelict. You know what else was always like an old person term by the time I was a kid was a truant officer. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, shit was gone when I was a oh, kid, dude. Yeah, and people just didn't. You just didn't go to school. Yeah, it, it must have just been like I'm sure they were like, we got to cut the budget. You know, we don't need a truant officer anymore. To no, make they sure people had in people. School. There would be, uh, they would hire a couple cops to be security guards. Columbine changed the game. Yeah. For people, for kids my age. Yeah. It's funny. I've heard people say that of your age. Because you were they, like a senior in high school or something, or junior No, high. I was in sixth grade. You were in sixth grade when Columbine mm-hmm. happened? You were that young? Seventh or eighth. Jesus it was, the, was it 99 or 2000? It was 99. I was graduating from grad school. Then right I was there. in seventh grade. Because I, gra- well, cause, no, because I was the class of, yeah, because freshman year was 2001. So yeah, it was like ninety nine. When'd you graduate from high school? Eighty two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. You were born in eighty seven, right? Yeah. It makes sense. I graduated high school in eighty seven. Yeah, it makes sense. To answer your question, when I got my funny on before we went off on the tangent, I remember first getting my funny on when I was probably in the sixth grade. I would imagine that's when it probably happened. You know, I, I started getting kind of goofy and getting silly. You know, I was more goofy at that time, and certainly in high school, I was definitely a class clown. There's no doubt about that. Uh, my buddy of mine, Andy Reineke, and I, I'm convinced, could have been a good comedic duo. He was like a short kid, and I was a tall kid. And there and there you have it, you know? I've always... I was thinking about this the other day. Every comic I know, they always say the funniest person they know is not a comic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I think there's truth Which in that. really does tell you something that I really do think that every comic was funnier before they started doing stand-up. You know, it's, I, it, to do it, it really does eat away at what you consider funny. Like, it makes you overwrite stuff. That's the one thing I'm trying not to do in, during the quarantine is just sit and write stand-up all day. 
Because then you could have something that was funny and then you rewrite it too much and it's not good anymore. So it's not fresh. That's kind of your philosophy. Yeah. Because I haven't tried anything yet. Like, I don't know if any of this is funny. So I can't really be like, no, I got to completely rewrite this now. Like, I've got a few COVID jokes. I got if you want to hear one of them. See, I mean, you get get them out right now. I I would advise to not do COVID jokes when you start doing stand up again because everybody's going to be. I I'm keep, I'm keeping it to stuff that I did during the quarantine, but it's not going to be like yep. yeah quarantine jokes. It's just well, exactly. going to be like jokes. Should I watched on TV? Exactly. What What did you do during? Yeah, the, yeah and that's kind of. What and I won't is. even say quarantine. I'm just going to be like, yeah, we were all at home for a while. Because <laughs> just that word, people are going to roll their eyes the second you say core. People are going to be like, oh god. So it is, you don't know that, Keith. You know, this is your overthinking I, yourself. They won't. The first five comics will get a will get an eye roll free set. And then after that, it's going to be old. Okay, here's my joke. So, uh, yes, ladies, I've taken the test finally, taken the test, and I'm negative for COVID. I am negative. I'm still HIV positive, but I... Oh. So That's there you great. Go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There's my first COVID joke. Yeah, I have like five or six jokes I've put down. I've been, jo- I've been working a lot on my script. I, I talked last last uh, Sunday with my writing partner. We have an 11 a.m. call. Had a three-hour call because we got uh, notes from my buddy Pete Gross. I just imagine a dad from the 90s and early 2000s being like a three-hour call. Yeah, it, it was a long time. Remember when phone calls individually cost money oh absolutely like the fucking stone age oh yeah yeah you used to get the, the in the mail it was like all the calls like long Dude, distance calls one time when you i know? was a kid there's someone i guess on the phone bill remember when you used to be able to when your parents would call you out because numbers were on the fucking phone absolutely, bill absolutely absolutely well i guess someone in the house called one of those like sex lines one of, of those sexy voice and, and lady I guess, lines and i guess was you no, it was probably my dad when he was hammered. Ugh, you know how many times God. I walked in on my dad passed out drunk with his pants down because he fucking passed out jerking off? There's no way I oh did that. Oh, my God. That's a bad image. Because here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your face looks Because here's the thing. I, and it, but here's what was annoying about it is my dad thought I did it. Because he was denying uh, he, it. Of course was, you deny it. You yeah. were fucking hammered. But have you ever got, have you ever almost cried because someone didn't believe you? And like, it's fine if I'm lying. Yeah. But like, I was telling the truth. Oh, I, I like, know. Like, I was being so earnest. About, I was just like, no, I was, and I started bawling because no one believed me. Yeah. And I'm just like. I'm telling you the truth. Like oh, I didn't do that. Like I'm so caught by now. Why would I keep lying? Uh, I, I absolutely know that feeling. I absolutely have had that feeling. No, no. I, I'm here's one time. This, this is what happened to me one time. I think I've told this story before on the, on the mic. Went to a circus. You know, went to the uh, the traveling. You know, the the tilt the world, the wheel, the the the, the whatever the, the the Ferris wheel. You know, like the not the circus, the the, the carnival. You know where you. Shoot the red star with the machine gun, you know. Oh, you know and that? like the balloon blows up exactly. or something all, like that. All that crap, all that crap. So, and I remember I wanted to do. I loved bumper cars when I was like ten years old. I loved them. They were totally fun to me. So I, I, I mean, I waited in line. I was, I mean, you know, the other groups of fifteen go in, and I'm the first guy. I'm the first guy because I'm so excited. Were you uh, good at it? Yeah, and I liked. I, I would like to go against the grain. There's kind of a groove to it because yeah. people don't realize to get going straight, you have to turn. Like oh, yeah. there's no gas pedal. Like 
turning the wheel is what makes the car go. I loved it. I, I loved it. It was fun. I, I loved to get ahead and then turn on and then face and go directly into right. traffic and get some head-on collisions. I thought that was totally I fun. I used to learn, once you're on the track, you learn the ins and outs of it, and you can like cut people off and shit. Exactly, exactly. I had fun. I loved it. So I'm first in line. I'm excited. It was, it was expensive. I think it was like $2, which was expensive. It was expensive. I wait first guy on the okay. So the first guy is that you know the, the guy who's the gatekeeper, or whatever, who runs the, you know, runs the bumper cars, you know. So I, uh, I, I we're watching Times Square. Like, see, there, this is hilarious. They're showing it like it's, uh, like it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing like it's, around. It's Billy Joe Armstrong playing an acoustic song <laughs> with like empty streets. Exactly. Like who cares? People are at home. This isn't in the scheme and like the window of pandemics like this is like the best possible scenario <laughs> like if and this <laughs> if this were a, if this were happening in a documentary about pandemics this would be the last thing they talked about oh there's this amsterdam be, this would be the least important pandemic because you know how in the documentaries they'll give you five scenarios yeah like the and worst it's always case. like the worst and then the last one will be like oh well this one is probably the one that'll happen and it's not that bad yeah it's still it, it isn't good what's going on oh is no weird. it's not but they're <laughs> definitely making it seem like the nuclear weapon went off somewhere <laughs> a neutron bomb just yeah killed. so here, yeah, that, that that's uh that's hollywood boulevard right there so here's the deal here's the deal so um where was i again with uh before you rudely interrupt me i lost my train of this is my goddamn show yeah with geez man hold on amsterdam there. you were saying amsterdam no 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 it was before that uh i just um I was telling the story about getting my sense of humor, maybe? No, 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 no. Well, sure. you were definitely in the middle of that. Yeah, well, I was in a story, and you cut me off, and now I lost my train of thought. Like Do you want idiot. me to hear play it? Yeah, yeah, let's go back it? to it again, okay? Because this is an important story. I, I want to make sure I, 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 I finish my stories. They're going to show a Muslim? All They're right. showing one of those Muslims right now? Oh, my God, our white Christian ways are under attack. <laughs> you know? Do you believe these clowns... Oh, you know, and then Trump's going to let the states make a decision. Okay, go ahead and mingle. Go ahead and mingle, redneck, you know? But, uh... You sound like Bill... O Is this your pinhead segment? So, my, my pinhead? You sound like... Bill that was Bill O'Reilly, dude. He had a yeah. pinhead... Oh, these yeah. are the different celebrities. That's who is... Is that Carrie Washington? Washington, yeah. Very pretty woman. Very pleasant features. She has color-coded books. Did you see that? Yeah, well, you know... She All her yellow do. books are on one line. Oh, I don't even know if I have enough books that are the same color. She's going to do that. Uh, you know, we, 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 this is this isolation. Like, this is how I live all the time. So it really isn't that different for me. You know, as a single man, I, I don't really live that different. I mean, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but it's the option. Yeah, exactly. Of course. You could leave. So here is telling the story. We, we back there again, getting back to bumper cars. Ernest like crying, Ernest crying. I'm first in line. I pay $2 for this ticket. First in line, the guy who's running it is one of these, you know, he's one of these carny workers. This is not a sophisticated he was tatted out in 1979 people were kinda not tatted I, out in 1979 kind of guy i'd be related to exactly exactly probably your dad well. so he he opens up and i race over to a bumper car that was right next to the exit ramp you know so i i had, I had to run across i had to run across the uh the the uh bumper car surface okay <laughs> <laughs> Over, is it slick? Yeah, yeah. But I ran across and I get into a bumper car that's right next to the exit spot, the exit ramp. And I was like, you know, some I don't like this bumper car. I want to go to a different one. So I'm, I'm all excited. I get out of that bumper car and I run away. And he catches me out of the corner of his eye. He thought I had walked up, ran up the the, the exit ramp, Keith. He thought I had ran up the exit ramp and snuck in. 
and snuck in. Oh, so so I get into my lumber car and off. he's like he's like, "What are you doing? You can't do that." And I mean, bellowed at me. He's like, "You ran up the exit." I was like, "No, I didn't. Dude, I gave him my ticket. I, I I gave him my ticket. I was the first night. No, you you were not the first. And like, get out of here right now." And he grabbed a hold of me, gripped me up, and literally physically like threw me. I'm ten years. I just old. imagine that guy before, just like the next fucking kid. Yeah, that does that. And, that and, does that. Because he was not really kind of paying attention, you know, when I first came. He was kind of, I don't know what he was doing. He's probably figuring out how he's He's probably gonna, been warned several times before. You know, so yeah, don't let that happen. If you do this again, you will never molest a kid in a carnival in this country again. And I'll never forget, I was heartbroken. Like, I was devastated by that because I wanted to do the bumper car so I bad. imagine every time someone, an adult fr- a friend of mine, tells a story of when they were a kid, I George Lopez it and just imagine your adult head on a child's body. <laughs> so I just imagine you with that head crying on a child's body. And, and, and I was, and I, and I was, I had to go find my... A little was, bit of a mullet, probably. I, I wanted to find my... Bro- I, had, I had the parted hair down the middle. I, I, had, I had the feathered hair. It was late 70s. <laughs> Wasn't quite mullety yet. Mullety was a little more eighties, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe you were right. It's just funny. I think it's a rarity that kids have long hair. Like my cousin Kieran and and uh, Murphy have had long hair. Interesting. But they're like hip hippie fucking parents. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm gonna find my brother and find my cousin Maynard, and they're gonna go talk to this Maynard. guy, and and they're gonna go talk to this guy, and I'm gonna get back into my, I'm gonna get in the bumper cars. And was your cousin your age? Was Maynard your no, age? No, no, Maynard was probably 12, 15. So he was probably like oh. in his mid-20s. He was an adult. He was an adult. I was guessing Vietnam or something no, like that. No, 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 not that. Most of my, my cousins, like my mom, like, they were like they were like second-half boomers who just missed Vietnam. So they were born like 55 and on. You know what I mean? They weren't born like in 47 and 40 I think and my dad just, when the year he was going to become eligible, they stopped the draft yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then my, that. my uncles got avoided it because they were in college. Because I think there was a time where they, if you were oh, in yeah. college, you, oh, yeah. didn't, you weren't good. If you yeah. were in college, you didn't, you, you didn't get drafted. So yeah. That's why a lot of professors gave you a great inflation because they didn't support the war either. They didn't want you to go. So or I wonder happened. if some people failed so they had to keep going to college. Oh, yeah, I mean, there was a whole, I mean, believe me, people were not, they didn't want to go. That would be a better version of the movie Van Wilder. He's been at college for 10 years because he's avoiding war. <laughs> it takes place in Jerusalem. So I, so anyway, I go, I, I'm walking to find my brother and, and, Maynard, and Maynard, and I couldn't find him. And I'm walking like behind, like where all the carnies like slept and stuff. I'm walking behind their trailers and I'm, I was just like, I can't believe it happened. And they're like whining. It's and, all right, little boy. Yeah, and, and I heard like these weird shrieks of like the bearded lady laughing and stuff, you know? Like, and I'll never forget. I twisted my ankle like in a hole on the ground. I twisted my ankle doing that too. And I was like, Ugh! like it was all these things. It was this cascading effect of awful things were happening, all because I couldn't do bumper cars. And I was telling the truth, you know. And I remember being so frustrated by that. Oh, you know? the bearded lady was giving you the business. <laughs> so I found my brother and my cousin Maynard, and they didn't do shit. Giving and they were like, her, "Yeah, so what?" Giving you Thanks. the end of her long beard to wipe your tears. You know, they didn't care. They didn't care. So yes, that is an example of when you know you're telling the truth, and it's very frustrating that people don't believe you. Uh, I, I know that feeling. Well, it's just I know a, that feeling well. Well, Keith. and it's a bad L to take. At that's the first time in my life I think I realized, like, God damn it, they're gonna think for the rest of my life they're gonna think I did this. Yeah. Yeah, and I just have to live with it, even yep. though I know the truth. It's like yeah. when you—it's like how probably how Dorothy felt when she went to Oz. Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna believe me. Yep, yep, yeah. So it just—I wish I called that number. Now I wish I did it. 
because fuck it. We're watching MSNBC people right now. So there's this kind con- watching Trump and all that. No, they're just doing, oh yeah, they're showing <laughs> a like montage. a montage of how well he's handled things. Oh, and hasn't he so well? By the way, didn't Texas finally stop schools? Like they finally, like wasn't it just this past week? Well, her? They've been, my niece and nephew have been out of school for three weeks. Okay, good. They, they were in the middle of spring break. Dude, so, Texas, so they're basically capitulating to, 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 the, to the, you know, communist socialist will of the government. You Texas know? doesn't let you go to school unless, you get, have, or unless you've been vaccinated. You can't send your kids to public school. Well, that makes sense. You know, we don't, I mean, that's where, I mean, that's why everyone has kids. My brother, you know, they say they get sick. His entire family gets sick the first two weeks of the school year starting and right after Christmas break. They always get sick because all the kids go back to school. They get their germs and they bring them back. So you, you, you can't let that happen. So, yeah. got to let them get sick. Did you, did your parents ever let you get sick? Like when your friends got the chicken pox, they would be like, all right, get them all in a group. Uh, I got chicken pox when I was uh, six years old. I'll never forget that. Itchy. I had a lot of calamine lotion and stuff. Dude, I hung out with my sister and I never got it. I got it like four years later on my own. Like a fucking it, it, like an individual. If you get chicken pox, you'll get shingles potentially when you're older. Ooh. Ooh. That, that, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm telling you, I, I've been prone to... It hasn't happened a lot in my life, but it has happened where I've broken out in hives I was so stressed out during graduate school, I broke out in hives. I mean, I've had horrible things happen since then. My mother dying, my nephew dying, being stalked for three and a half years, trying to do an application at work that keeps coming back to haunt me. <laughs> uh, Is it doing know, it? Yes, yes. Oh, are they, are you're going to get fired, dude. No, I, I don't think that's going to happen because they need me right now. But you know, now they're going through the underwriting process, so we have to respond to all their questions. And we just got this wave of questions this week, where basically we have to—I have to redo an entire tab of the application. I always get at least fascinated. Give, at least they're giving me the opportunity to do it. Yeah, go ahead. You know, what I, I mean? always get fascinated by the rooms the celebrities choose to do their videos in. Like McConaughey chose like a little—it's disheveled. It's his office. I want to let him know I'm working a little bit. I don't want to show him the room where I got the skin hanging. I got children and women's skin that I wear. My it's my skin room, man. It's weird. Like, you know, I'm just a regular guy. I got an office like you. I get hey. older, but the skin I steal from people's bodies stays the same tightness. Yeah. I think of him, I think of uh, Dazed and Confused. That and, yeah. and fucking the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. the next generation. Yep. That's yep. a great fucking movie. Absolutely. That's got a... Uh, that movie came out when... Because uh, who else is in it? Uh, Renee, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Yep, exactly. And right when they both, like right before they hit. They asked the person who made that to not put it out that year. Because they were like, if this movie comes out before she did Jerry Maguire and he did another big movie. Yeah, I think he might have done like that with, with that uh, law movie. It was yeah. an attorney, a, a moment of time. Or, Something like you know, that. Those courtroom dramas. But it launched know? him. And I think they asked the guy, like, can you wait? They waited like three years. That movie came out in like ninety nine, but it was supposed to come out in like ninety five yeah, or something exa- like that. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they were smart. Yeah, that's like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was made before Back to the Future, and, and it wasn't. They couldn't find a distributor for it. They, it wasn't getting people weren't buying it. You know, so and the, and then Back to the Future was a massive hit, and they released it right afterwards. And Teen Wolf was a huge hit because of that. So they were smart when they released. Teen it. Wolf was written by a guy who wrote one of my favorite comic books. 
What, 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 what kind of uh, book is that? T- not Tim Sale, but uh, what the fuck? Let's I don't. I don't get up. the green, the lime green hair. I get it. You're for artist. what? You're oh, that's artist. fucking uh, some star. Uh, Billy Eyelashes. That's Billie Eilish. She's weird and likes death. And apparently doesn't want people to sexualize her, but she wants to fuck her friend's dads. So that's a, that's a dichotomy. Wow. You know something? You are complex, aren't you? <laughs> wow. You are an individual. I mean, jeez. You're so unique. That's her brother. He writes all of her songs about yeah. to fuck dads. <laughs> But she doesn't want to be sexualized. That's why she wears the baggy hoodie. But she wants older men to suck on her boobs. She likes. But she doesn't men. want you to see them. But she wants your your grandfathers to to bang them. Well, it's it's all it's just this. Ugh. And she bleeds from the eyes in her music videos and shit. She's wild. I don't mind her, but she re, she, she's overrated. She received like an her. award recently, and she did that like what most original human being no, ever. Yeah, but she so. also when she received her speech, she kind of like unwhite girled her voice a little bit like she was just like yeah it's crazy that i got this you know? oh god this yeah. is crazy i didn't expect this you know and it's just like you don't talk like that i know you're exactly. a white girl named billy yeah you're from the suburbs of atlanta <laughs> so, so it, it is did you ever uh by the way i got free hbo flipping through the channels what comes on but the hit stuber Starting. Oh, you finally saw it? So I, I just watched like maybe eight minutes of it. I bet Bautista's the shit. And, and I, I am trying to, I am trying to, I, honestly, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, hate on you. It's not funny. The, the, the jokes, none of them are oh, funny. Oh, I'm sure. I no, bet, none of it's funny. It's not funny. I guarantee you, because as someone who probably knows how a comic like Kumail would work, he probably got Stuber to meet Dave Bautista to get the Marvel movie that he got jacked for. Yeah. Of yeah. like, like I bet they sat down and said, this is Here gonna is be the a path. Good, you have this to movie do. will bomb, but you have to do it to get in the door with Dave Bautista. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Which is really smart, but of course, well, everything he does is actually, yeah. If there's one thing he does well, he knows how to climb and he always has from the days of being an open mic comic. It, it, that skill has always been there. I don't get, and I have a sad facial expression, and I look like I'm always kind of frowning when I speak. And I deliver he my sounds wore out all the time. He definitely tries to make himself sound like he's, uh, like he, like Not I'm, talent. oh, like I'm the guy who doesn't like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, oh, like I'm <sighs> just an uneasy, un. Like, uncomfortable guy yeah i mean it's like dude you have a six-pack now you can't be uh, un- i when i just started getting in shape i noticed it like when i got in shape i tried to do jokes about how it made me vain and like an asshole and about how i was like yeah. and and people didn't like it people don't like when in shape people make jokes about being in shape oh, yeah of course not you know you, you, you're kind of a dick so like know? at this point i don't know what he's gonna do He's he's gonna have to re get get re fat like after he's done with this movie well, if yeah. he wants to do comedy again. Well, well I, I I don't even I, who knows what path he's on. So. Or he'll do a set about how oh, he like people, people think I'm like a jock now and oh, like oh it's so difficult for hey, me to get to redo my act now. I'm merely an accent and a brown face. Someone oh, kicked oh, a oh, soccer oh, ball at me and they were like kick it back and I'm like oh it's I just can't do it when I was in Karachi for the I was busy. I love his voice because it's not even like you. It's the way he talks isn't even the accent. It's I, Drew Michael does the best Kumail 
ever. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I just. I'm. So I think conscious. he did it with Kumail oh, on, on Pete on Holmes' podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard he was pretty funny on that, but it, yeah, it's just. Well, uh, CJ was on that. Um, I'm sure he had CJ and Sean Flannery. I'm sure they did. You know, they they give them some time. You know, and and they've always thrown me a bone too. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We got firemen. Because oh, you know all of the f- COVID fires that have been raging <laughs> during this whole pandemic. I, I will this isn't the crow. It's not like there's fucking. That's funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will say. One thing I like about this was well here in LA, this COVID thing, it has been because we had a lot of rain the past month and there's been no cars, the air and like the sky has been crystal clear. Oh dude. It's been really quite pretty. Now I, I take a walk. I try to take a walk for about twenty minutes to a half an hour a day. That's kind of my exercise, you know, just to get out. But anyway, that's one thing I noticed. Go ahead. I thought it was so funny that everybody's like when China they're, China they're, China. Their gauge that everything was getting better was like, look, our air pollution's up. That means yeah. people are back out. Like yeah. that was like, oh, it's a yeah. good thing. Things are getting better. Yep. Our air pollution's up. <sighs> That's yeah, a gauge. Man. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a great standard. Well, I know Beijing, People are loving these had... low gas prices. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't. I, I, I should buy gas today. I haven't had gas in a month. It's 99 cents, I guess. Like where, like in certain like rural areas and stuff like that? In Wisconsin, like where Bobby Hill lives in Milwaukee. Bobby Hill's in Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He drives to Chicago every day. It's like an hour away. Huh. If you drive fast enough, you can get to Chicago in under an hour. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee actually. Is, it's, I'll tell you one thing. It's cheap, too. <clears throat> I remember the comics we would try and get. The uh, Chicago com- like when we would try and get comics from Milwaukee, we would like pre-book all these Milwaukee comics, yeah. and they would. Sammy Arachar goes, dude, like you can text me day of, and, like, and, and it, I'll just make it. I'll down. just drive down. Yeah. Like it literally yeah. takes an hour and twenty minutes yeah. at most. Yeah, no, it's it's convenient. God, it's so it's so. Uh, it That's makes, why the they call it Wrigley Field North. Yeah, because Cub fans pack it. Did, were, was that the same at County Stadium, or was that like a new Miller Park thing? No, that was huge at County Stadium. And, and the real Milwaukee-Chicago tension, was with, it was White Sox and Brewers, because the Brewers were in the American League. And I remember going to games there, and there would be hardcore fights. Like I remember like when, when sporting events would have authentic fights in the crowd. That does not happen like it used to. Here, let's, you know? hear, let's hear what Tay-Tay's singing. Taylor Swift, what she's saying. Oh, what a fucking cunt. It's religious, right? No, but she's the only one not covering someone else's song. She's singing her own bullshit. Oh, she's doing her own stuff? Oh. She would figure out how to promote herself in this. To be fair, it's the song about her mom dying of cancer. My mom died of COVID. She died of COVID. She's just changing history through this song. Well, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, this is like Imagine. She didn't have a tumor. It was the COVID (laughs) virus. What's that wallpaper in the background there? It's like Neapolitan ice cream. Some sort of flowers. Dude, is it being torn Neapolitan ice cream is so dope. I used to eat all the strawberry first. My My grandma hated it. Hated the strawberry or hated the fact no, that No, she just hated that there would just be a giant missing piece of ice cream <laughs> in the middle of all the Neapolitan. I would go at it. I believe it. Strawberry ice cream's the shit. So we are g- going to do 
uh, the 80s, the decades yeah. that made us. So well, we, we we're do a little at 35, break? we'll take a break, and then we're going to really pop into the 80s. This was just getting loose. Exactly. exactly. We got an hour of Adam Crocious really getting in depth. Every, well, this is why I wanted to do it, because every second of this is going to remind you of something. Of course it so will. So this is going to be great yep. fodder back and forth. Of course, because it's just... Again, and also, it, it, it's again, when you look at the 80s, from your point of view, having really no memories of it, you know, what does it look like? Is it like looking at the 50s or something for me? No, or because thinking? I remember slightly like early 90s, which really was the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the 90s what, didn't become the 90s until the wall came down. Do you know what it doesn't feel? But like, it's definitely an 80s feel like what really throws me is like. The feathery hair and the acid wash jeans, like that shit was gone by the time. Yeah, by the time you like, had consciousness, I, I, like mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, it was gone. I remember like that's why I liked the nineties. You see, when I was in the eighties and a teenager, you don't realize you're not experienced enough. You think that things are going to always be this way. You don't realize that trends come and go. I always thought hair metal was going to be the, the music that was going to be there for the rest of my life, and it was very confining to me. I remember I did not like it. I was like. This is not cool. I don't like this music. I don't relate to it. So when it ended, when it ended with Nevermind being released, that was a pivot point. That was a pivot point. That's when the 90s, 91, late 91 is when the 90s started to become something. Do you know what's weird? And this is, I give myself credit for. My mom had Nevermind on cassette, like, because I don't remember her buying it for me. Yeah. But I certainly remember taking it from her and her, like, kind of finding out more about Nirvana through me. Interesting. And then I got her into the like I take full credit for my mom's musical taste. Yeah. Like I got her into Nirvana and then it went on from there cuz before that she was like the best thing she liked was like she liked Katie Lang and shit oh, and like God. REM and Depeche Mode well, and like you know that those you know But REM. still that's a hard change to make. Yeah. Yeah, REM was her huge. They were huge. You too. My mom loved you too. Bono kissed my mom and like she almost fainted at wow. a concert. Wow. Was it on the Unforgettable Fire tour, or was it on the I don't know. Uh, Joshua it Tree tour? It was when uh, he, it was. I think it was when she was married to my dad because I don't think my dad was psyched about it. Or it was when <laughs> she. It was probably late eighties. Yeah, early nineties. Like you were, you were, you were a sentient being. Rattle and hum. I think it was rattle yes, and hum. Eighty nine would have been rattle and hum. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was before Octon Baby. Wasn't that one? Uh, yeah. So people, what's the song? What's up? No, no, that's Eddie Murphy. What's the song where the they have the music video where they're pushing? Everybody's got feet getting jammed into their faces. Jesus, I oh yeah, I can't think of that. I don't know what it was. We'll Google it on the break. All right, we're gonna All take right. a break. Yep, we'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. We're, we ate, we smoked. Well, I smoked. Crocious has had his weed sitting next to him the whole time. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke up after the show. Amy Heckling. I love. I'm so wasted. I still think this is one of his best roles. My name is Amy Heckling. I love writing about rape and child pregnancy and date and just all sorts of problematic stuff. Uh, so they're going through all the lists. We're watching. Uh, oh, Judd Nelson is being interviewed. Yeah, he's aged pretty well. Judd Nelson looks like the lawyer that would get young Judd Nelson off of the crimes that he committed. <laughs> That's a funny idea. 
Yeah, it's going through all the movies of like San. I remember thinking San Almost Fire was like the essence of a hip movie when I was like sixteen, and I was you know still a virgin and stuff. I was really? just like, oh my god. Well, because I remember, be like, I think I remember cool you lives. telling me that this movie, San Almost Fire, is like your youth movie, where like it reminds you of being young. Well, it, it just. When, when, I mean, I was also like, wow, they're in college and they're they've graduated and they're just starting young adulthood and like. I'm coming into this time in my life where it's going to all change. I'm going to be like that too one day. My God. Did you pick out your diner? <laughs> Not in a... Where, what's going to be our place, man? That's your... Your St. Elmo's Fire is the fucking Wisconsin fucking student, student union. union. Well, the student union was a... When I look back on that time period uh, from 87 to 91 when I was at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Actually, 88 to 92, I apologize. Uh, it was, I mean, the student union was like the very, that's when I really like discovered the thrill of alcohol and also just conversations with people like, whoa, we're being so social here in this great setting. Student unions fire. And usually student unions are depressing and boring places. University of Wisconsin's got a great student union, great setting right on Lake Mendota. But it, it was also like I, I, this whole side of the eighties I used to hate. I, I did not get the, the. The classic 80s, back when you could litter a beach. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like North Avenue Beach. I used to call it North Avenue Beach, North Avenue Ashtray. It was just cigarette butts. Probably glass. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I used, to, I used to fear walking in that. You know, the idea of like stepping in sand and cutting your foot was was very, I don't know, I didn't like that combination. Uh, break dancing came about? I abs- I, I did wanted, you know any, you wanted to be a break dancer, but, didn't you? I did, did you? but I couldn't. I, I, I learned the, I taught myself the moonwalk. I, and I would get like certain shoes. Try and do the moonwalk. I don't think I have the right shoes for it right now, but I'm going to give it a shot, okay? So I'm going to yeah. try to do the moonwalk. This is Adam Crocious, 1984, <laughs> 15 years old, sophomore year in high school. Try. I'm going to do the moonwalk right now. You'll hear his feet. He's standing. He's going for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take his shoes off. Yeah. You. We. Oh, my God. He did it. He did it. He could fucking, dude, Crocious, if you got on stage and moonwalked after one of your punchlines about being old, you would collapse a roof with really, laughter. Really, would I? I should, oh. Thank you. That, that's a great tip. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because, yeah, I got a little bit of it in me. I could do that. If it's, these shoes have too much grip, but it's got to be kind of a, a, a pair of the soles and the shoes be a little bit worn out. Yeah, get penny loafers. Do uh, Yeah, it was, it was penny loafers. I, think, I, I didn't want to say the, the word penny did. loafers. I, I didn't think you'd know the reference. I had penny loafers when I was did. a kid, and I put pennies in them. Why are you rejecting me now? Of course you did. I'm sorry. Everybody loved Michael. Yeah, I uh, I did it. I, I did the moonwalk. I should do that. Should I do like a yeah joke about being old and like just break, break into the moonwalk? That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh man, which one is this? What's the one that's on after this? Masters of the Universe. Is it the same one on? Okay, I'll tell you what I watched today on. too, and I was watching a thing on HBO. They had a documentary, very very depressing documentary 
about the Atlanta child murders. Do you ever hear about oh, that? Oh, the yeah. Wayne uh, Wayne Williams. Wayne Williams. Isn't there other con- like not conspiracies, but theories that there was multiple people that yeah. did it? Yeah, well, that, that he was, was a- kind of the leader of like a child kill ring or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I think stuff like that is very difficult to pull off because you're dealing with sociopaths, and I don't know if they can. But I will say, I think that there are theories that it might have been two two people. Yeah, doing it. Uh, what- I think there was more than one Zodiac. God, that's crazy. Like, I think he was, I think he had a couple people that he was, like, there was one guy sending the letters, and then there was a, there were people out killing Man, people. they never found that person. Isn't that crazy? No, they kind of think it was this dude named Arthur Lee Allen. What, 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 what is it with serial murderers and presidential three assassins? Names. Why do they have to have three names? I just think the people, I, it's not like people called him Arthur Lee Allen. People probably just called him Art Allen. Yeah, Art. Yeah. It's probably i guarantee you it's just how they report it exactly uh, it's like what, what do they police say police arrested sto- william james hickerson like yeah. it doesn't matter what their <laughs> fucking name is exactly you know but but why do they think it was him do you know the full story behind that i'm just curious um by the way we want a commercial right now with a decade that made us the 1980s hosted by narrated by rob Lowe. it really is a lot of kind of like he was in town his uh his size matches all of the fucking uh like the footprints, the footprints and like the stride of the, and yeah. he was in the army he had the exact boots yeah. that the dude wore he was always in the same town that the killings were happening like in the same area oh yeah uh he they went into his trailer and he had like animal carcasses around like he liked to kill oh and he'd do like taxidermy work yeah. and yeah yeah those he those died are... he even he died denying it. Like they accused him up until he died. Jesus. He's the one guy who I think got away with it. That, that, that's I'm curious. Like, cause they all, but they also did, uh, they found one of his letters that like he sent and they did a DNA test on the seal that you on lick. The saliva. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it didn't match Arthur Lee Allen's, uh-huh. but that could have been someone else. Yeah, exactly. <clears <clears <throat> that fits it. the theory that multiple people did it. Yep. Well, that's like I was watching again. As you know, my guilty pleasure network is Reels Network, Celebrity Autopsy, and they also have Murder Made Me Famous. Those, are, those are two. Sh- I I tend to prefer Celebrity Autopsy because Murder so- Made Me Famous. It's just the Phil Spector story four times. <laughs> but it's well, he was famous before that. But but one of them was they went through the Hillside Strangler, <clears throat> which in my mind as a kid, I remember vaguely hearing about the Hillside Strangler. Because it was in the same time as Son of Sam. But Son of Sam was so dominant that you didn't know, you didn't think about the Hillside Strangler. It was the same time period, like 76, right. 77, 78. So when that happened, they had a thing on, on Reels Network, and it was two guys. It was cousins who actually went out and like killed. I mean, they were, they were, they had problems. I mean, <laughs> these guys, it's, it was just like, I mean, the stuff they did was so horrific. And they would drop the bodies off right near where I live and stuff. Like that area around like kind of Burbank. You know, that, that that side of the hills, they drop bodies off in there all the time. Dope. Man. I love the montage choices. Like, they go from Game Boy to, like, Eastern Block Rush. Glasnost. That, that, means, that meant uh, uh, openness, I think. And then Perestroika was an opening of the co- economy. Glasnost is more like an openness of, like, hey, we're going to be more open in our society. Yeah, we're about to Perestroika this bitch fucking you for know, COVID in, in two weeks. So what is your thought? I'm curious. What's your thought on when, when do the restrictions start getting like kind of start to get slowly lifted? I thought I'm saying June. Yeah, I, I, that, that's kind of my thought, too. 
I mean, we're on lockdown until May 15th, which I think is a good decision. I guarantee you no one's going to listen to the federal guidelines past June. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I think that there's probably going to be. Yeah, I think you're probably right. There's going to be. There's already. I've got the constitution well, here. here. You I can't told do that. Him, yeah, if you go, I was you, telling her. I go. The reason Trump is leaving it up to the states is he knows the red states are going to open up of immediately. Course, of course they will. And that's going to give off the impression that it's fine. Which is a horrible thing to do because it's actually <clears> going to keep <throat> the virus alive. You know, it's just like this is and make this. You know, part of me also was like. Okay, Red State, if you want to do that, go right ahead. You know, I mean, have it occur to you, but but we're interconnected. It's going to eventually come back into the you know other area. It's just he is handling it, trying to globalize so, our diseases so poorly. It, it, it is. It's like the worst decision after another bad decision. It's the guy crazy. they got talking during a bulk of this '80s thing looks like an overweight Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah, he looks. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit of that look in his no eye, no chin. He's got that look in his eye. He's got that look in his eye. Oh, why? Oh, why does he have that look in his eye? Sorry. What Monty Pythons came out in the eighties? Oh, well, Meaning of Life was in eighty three. That was the last one because because it was uh, Holy Grail. Then it was Life of Brian. Eighty three is Meaning of Life, which I think is actually pretty good. I actually Life of Brian to me is the weakest of the three. When I was in high school, I knew multiple people who always said that was their favorite, but you can tell it was like. Um, an on-purpose deep cut. What? Oh, we're meaning like, of life? No, life of Brian. Oh, life of Brian. I knew two people that were like, life of Brian's my favorite. And it was just like, mm, ah, that's, that's like, that's just like not saying that Ali's the best boxer. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Frazier. Not, or even someone like fucking, no, actually Leon Spinks was like, yeah. if you look at. Ernie Shavers. Like, get the look- fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. I think about that when I was a kid. It was the height of the heavyweight division being the glamour yeah. division of boxing. You had Kenny Norton was a good boxer. I remember you know? that's why I hated boxing when I was a kid because there were no. You had Butterbean. That was like the only popular heavyweight well, exactly, when I was a kid. Because you were post Mike Tyson. Well, right? I remember one of my first boxing matches I watched was Tyson biting Holyfield. Wow. Yeah, that, that was a big deal. Like that my stepdad had a cheater box and we watched it live. That was when HBO f- did the fights live. Absolutely. There were no pay-per-views. Absolutely. Oh, it was great. I watched so many fights back then on HBO. Judge Mills Lane. Yeah, I also I watched uh, Hagler and, and Leonard was a big fight in 87. That was it because Leonard hadn't fought in like over two and a half or three years because he had a detached retina. And they said if he caught a punch the right way, he'd go blind in an eye. So he was like not going to do it. But I remember, and Hagler at that time was at the height of his powers. He hadn't lost a fight in nine years. Did a doctor tell him that? Oh, I mean, I think, I mean, he got, yeah, he got like. Listen, as a medical professional, I'm going to tell you this. If you get hit the right way. Your eyes going out. Yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah, how you told him going, that. That was his medical opinion. Like, well, I mean, I, that's me paraphrasing. Obviously, look, I wasn't there, of course. I'm your yeah. doctor, and there's a right way and a wrong way. Yeah. That's what they tell us in medical school. Yep. And if you get hit the right way, that's how good he was, though. He got hit the wrong way. For well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make sure they hit me the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a great fight. I remember watching early Tyson fights. Uh, on like Tony Tucker and uh, Carl the Truth Williams, I actually watched. They had the Buster Douglas fight on just this past week, and I watched it in its entirety. I feel it's like a totally good fight. Actually, yeah, it's it genuinely is. a good fight because well, he romps him. He di- kind of dominates oh, the fight. Oh, oh, although, although uh, yeah, although uh, he got knocked out at the end of the eighth round, Buster Douglas got knocked out by Tyson, and the fucking bell saved his ass. 
I mean, I mean, in the sense that it was towards the end, it was towards the end of the round, so he was able to kind of gather himself, yeah, and then kind of basically kind of kind of run away or keep away, Tyson and then the bell just kept on him, yeah. But but it was like maybe with thirty seconds left in the in the it had it been a minute earlier, Tyson would have won the fight. Tyson would have won the fight. He would have knocked him out. And Buster Douglas fought well. You watch it. Buster Douglas came to fight, man. He was in totally good shape. You I could feel see like it, man. also hockey fights was a big eighties. Oh, that was. My dad had hockey fight VHS tapes that were just like... Just famous fights. The best hockey fights, volume one. (laughs) Well, I told you, I discovered the NHL app on my Roku. You know, it's what you do during these times. And they're showing good shit now. Oh, the pandemic programming. They also had had the... It was the centennial anniversary of the founding of the NHL in 2017, so pretty recent. They had the top 100 players, modern players. Duncan Keith was on there, Patrick Kane, Taves. But they also had the guys like, you know... Turk Broda, who was a goaltender for the for the for the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs from thirty six to fifty two, manning the pipes. You know, Toe Blake. These fucking names are unbelievable. These names are in, these old Canadian names are Cade hilarious. McPherson. And the league only had six teams until nineteen sixty seven. You know, so it was like the original six, and there were six more expansion teams. And, and these highlights. I'm I mean, about the Google th- Classic Hockey name. They right need now. to have. They need to have. A top 100 goons. They have to have a segment on just guys who fought. You know, Scott Stevens was in the top 100, and he was definitely an old tough guy. Yeah, you didn't want to get. He into was a great. Fight. Scott Stevens was like of my era. Yeah, Scott Stevens was. I remember him <clears throat> playing. He played from 82 to 04. What's it with these hockey players and their 23 year career and stuff? It's incredible. Chris Chelios was one of the guys. I mean, Jesus Christ. Dude, have you ever heard the video of Chris Chelios getting a DUI? Oh, I'm sure it's well. He's a notorious prick. He's getting pulled over, and he's just going, "Please, pl- please, I'm. Do you know who I am? I'm. I'm he's begging pulling you right that now. one. He's just like begging for his reputation. Oh shit! What happened? What, did he get? Oh, it's I, just I, like, oh, is this when like news fuck ups? What? Yeah, happened? yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Oh, bloopers. It's we're doing twenty four hour news, you know, because yeah, this was a new. Oh yeah, concept. when CNN Turner, yeah, yep, first came on. It was it was a new concept. I remember this being a big deal. Yep. It was huge. It was a big deal. By nineteen eighty nine, the Illuminati had sunk their teeth fully <laughs> into the business. You know. It's Bob, is that Bob Lee? Bob Lee. <laughs> oh, he was he like a legit been, news guy. I don't know. I could he was wrong. like a sports center. Well, guy. well, he's always been like that. Like you're gonna have Bob Lee Talk when about you're doing the Red Sox. He's kind of got that little thing. That it's, it's a Boston accent, but it kind of sounds like he has a speech impediment. The Boston well, Bob, Red Sox. When he, Bob Lee was always when you're gonna do a heavy hitting sports story, Bob Lee's gonna come in and give his opinion. I remember this. this now is it's a, Jeremy Shap. He's trying to fall into into Dick Shap, his father's footsteps. Yeah, because you know, his father was, you know, was definitely like a, you know, kind of a grittier guy with like sports journalism, you know, like back when that kind of meant something, you know, this is, this that is baby day, Tom Jessica. Brady thought he this was, was like she's like your age now, you know, Tom Brady thought he was just there to throw some footballs with his kid. And then he found out he was going to throw footballs with retarded kids. <laughs> well, where did that come from? Was I that- don't know. That's just what. <laughs> Isn't That's it my we- Jeremy Shap impression? Again, a weird, thing, a weird thing <clears throat> with with a plaintive piano, like ding in the back. Jeremy Shap is always narrating something of like, and even though he was missing two legs and one arm, he still played little league baseball. Yeah, exactly. You know, he played second base. Yeah, 
They you carted know. him around <laughs> and pushed him with their love. Yeah, well, they, they, they ended up, this is baby Jessica. Yeah. Oh, dude, I remember this because you know why we were obsessed with this? Because my sister's name was Jessica. Oh. So they like followed this. My sister had newspaper. Oh, she, no, my sister did a report about her. That must have been and a creepy thing to be a little kid, a kid down there. Oh, my God. Oh, for two days. And they pulled her out. So check this noise. Now that I I found I've like read about it. Yeah. They she was stuck in there like this, like with her. Her leg was hit was at her face. Oh, but she was flexible as a kid and could do and it. The problem was, is they didn't think they were going to be able to get her out without basically pulling one of her legs off. Oh. And so they had to slide her out of the pipe with her leg staying oh, straight the whole time. Just slowly bring her up. It, that's why it took so long. Oof. She until she was like an adult had like serious hip problems, hip, hip, hip issues. Probably still does. Uh, you know. She's hot now. She, uh, <laughs> remember baby Jessica? Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to f- find people that were like teenagers in the 90s and just Google, are they hot now? Yeah. Yeah. Look to see what they look like now. Interesting. The Interesting number one habit. is Topanga. I bet you people are still going after Topanga from Boy Meets World. She's still, fucking hot. She's still super hot. Who is? You ever watch the show Boy Meets World? I, I have a vague memory of it. Okay, so it's the show uh, Fred Savage's little brother Ben Savage is in it. Oh. And he plays a little rough and tough lad from Philadelphia. Yeah. And it's him and his best friend Sean. And their grade school teacher is Mr. Feeney. It's the it's the the voice of Kit is Mr. Feeney. Oh, oh, The oh. dude from St. Elsewhere. Exactly, exactly. The guy, he was also in a, a, the Dustin Hoffman, a Mr. Mr. Robinson. What, what's the... Uh... The graduate. He's yeah. the graduate. So he's Mr. Feeney. He's, he's got that very pronounced voice when he speaks. Well, mm-hmm. they kind of, they write it into the show that he's from like old Boston. That yeah, like of course. He, he comes from like the old Boston English. Like my yep. family, this is just how they talk, Mr. Matthews. Yeah, absolutely. That's like his name the is, continental his name is Corey Matthews in the show. That's that, <laughs> that name is ingrained in my fucking soul, dude. Corey the, Matthews, Sean Hunter, his brother, Eric Matthews. Uh, and then there were a couple friends along the way. It's we're gonna Boy get Meets it. World. Is it Boy it Meets World. Okay. So like, uh, that what what was I talking about? Oh yeah. yeah. So here's the arc of Topanga and Corey. So early on in the show, Topanga and Corey are kind of adversarial. She's like a weird hippie dork. Like yeah. her parents are named Jedediah and fucking Claude. This is like Dharma or and whatever. Or yeah. yeah. It's she's just like a so they they like bully her the whole first four to five seasons, and then. As Topanga gets older, they like they do it so slow though. They like first slow burn. First Corey starts liking Topanga, but Topanga's still a little weird. Then they unweird her completely. They just make her like a regular girl. And then they start dating and they literally stay together the whole show. And by the end of it, they're married. And there's even a a reboot called Girl Meets World about their daughter. Interesting. Okay. And they've even they even had like his brother Eric started out as just a regular older brother, and then they figured out that the dude who played him was like funny. So then they made him like over the top stupid. Like there there's a whole arc of the show where they go to college when they're basically adults and shouldn't be playing in the show anymore. Yeah. yeah. They like go away to college. Yeah. Penbrook. That's the name of the fucking school. <laughs> uh, Penbrook. And here's and guess what? I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. Guess who ends up being a professor at Pembroke? Who? 
Mr. Feeney. Oh, it comes together. Okay. Because he retires. Oh, okay. And then he and then just becomes a professor. And then he decides, like, yeah, I just wanted to be a professor. I wanted to be in your life, Mr. Matthews, or whatever okay. the fuck. Okay. Uh, it's a great show. Topanga. 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 She's hot now. She got big old cans. Yeah. She's pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. I'll show. I'll pull up a picture of her right now. First, I'm gonna break, go go through some fucking great hockey, hockey names. names. Clayton Stoner. Number 25, yeah. Lou Nan. Yeah, Lou, absolutely Lou Nan. Bruce Shoebottom. <laughs> played 35 career NHL games with the Bruins in the late 80s and early 90s. Scored all of one career goal and four assists while playing at the on the, the Bruins' blue line. Let's get Shoebottom out there to take some garbage. Yeah, exactly. Shoebottom, nice name. They're, those hockey names are all hilarious to me. They're See, I don't like the ones where it's just a Finnish name, like G- yeah. Yane Nianama. My God, he's from a different country. Yeah. It's weird there. Pierre-Luc Latourno LeBlond. Yeah, there's a lot of old French-Canadian names you're going to hear, too. Redick Bonk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Darren Rumble. That's just a fun yeah. name. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely, he, he, obviously, with a name like that, he had to be a Merlin Mal- Mal- Malinowski. That's a fun <laughs> one. That sounds like the name of a bully. He's not like, I'm going to shake you down for some change. <laughs> exactly. You know, Merlin is waiting for you yeah. at the flag. Oh, shit. That's someone you fight after school. Do you remember when you were a kid? You remember this when you were a kid? Where there was literally someone who was a bully that you actually never saw or met, but they were this sort of like figure that was out there. When I was a kid in the sixth grade in junior high school, there was a guy named Emmanuel, I guess, who was this notorious kind of tough kid that I had, I'm convinced was just an apparition, you know, was a ghost. And people would talk about him. Oh, my God, this guy, Emmanuel. And they would talk about him. And I never met this guy, Emmanuel. I have no idea where he was. <laughs> but it was, he was talked about like in these mythic terms. You know, my God, Emmanuel. Do you remember? Like, it was almost like, like in high so school, it was a cool I don't kid. quite remember. I forget what his name was. Eric something. But he was like... I remember when I was in kindergarten, my yeah. sister would always be like, yeah, this guy is the worst. He's like an asshole. Yeah. And I remember one day we were walking home and I ran up and I punched him in the back and he just goes, hey, kid. And I just ran away. He was like in the fifth grade and you were like in kindergarten or something hey, he was like my that? sister's age. He was like three years older than yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. A little, and he, you punched He was him. tall. He would have pummeled me. Yeah, of course. You know. I was afraid, you know, it's fucking wild about kindergarten. I just remembered this. So there was a dude. Do you remember Homie the Clown? The, da- yeah. the Damon Wayne sketch? Yes, absolutely. Homie, yes. don't play that. And he would yeah. w- whack you with a sock. <clears throat> so when I was in kindergarten, yeah, a dude would dress up like Homie the Clown and try and legitimately pick up children to kidnap and or molest them. In your neighborhood? Yeah. Like like an adult? Like I remember one day everybody wow. was like, homie the clowns in the parking lot of the school. Wow. God. Yeah, it was dope. God. I am so fucking glad that I did not get sexually abused as a child. I'm already messed up enough the way it is with my anxieties. It would have made life so much more difficult, you know, if you would have been, I mean, I'm so, I'm so lucky that I wasn't caught and, and kept in some cage somewhere and fed meat through a hole in the wall. That I'm being said, so lucky. that being said, race aside, you're giving me a lineup, all clowns, which one touched you? I'm picking homie every yeah, time. Yeah, ho- homie's going to be the one. Maybe, I mean, yeah, homie or even more than Bozo. Bozo, yeah, absolutely. Homie Cookie, maybe. Cookie's up there with homie as rapey. Yeah. And he's even a dark-skinned clown. Yeah, yeah. Homie the clown. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, that was when, I mean, I tell you what, man, that show was hot for a while. 
You know, Ron Living Tugnut. Color. Ron Tugnut. Yeah. One of the hockey names. Jonathan Quick. That's not a weird name. Yeah, he's a goaltender. Dave Snuggerud. Snuggerud. Larry Playfair. That's a terrible. These are bad names. Darren Puppa. That's a good one. Dar- oh, yeah. Exactly. Bart Crashley. That's fantastic. Yeah, Bart Crashley. And he was good. a defenseman. Of course. It's like he. Yeah. It's that's a hockey stage name right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That's something you make up. You know what else is another good one? Marty McSorley. Oh, he was the last guy, I think, who didn't wear a helmet. That's what was weird about watching these highlights of the top 100 players. I went back to 70s players, like Bobby Clark. I was a Flyers fan back then because they fought all the time, Broad Street Bullies. And they showed, like, highlights of the set. No one had a freaking helmet on. Dude. No one. It took... Goaltenders until it took, like the early seventies. It took them making it an option when someone fell and hit their head on the ice and died that yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, and and after that, they still were like, "Well, I guess you can if you want to." Yeah, in fact, I think you were deemed kind of a pussy if you wore. A yeah, helmet. But, and but then it, I think literally like in nineteen ninety two, they made it like mandatory. You have to do it. But now. I think by that time, everybody was wearing one. Yeah. But it literally was like the 90s by the time they made it a rule. I remember they grandfathered it. So you literally could play without a helmet. And Barney McSorley, I think, didn't have a... I believe it was Marty McSorley. It might have been Craig McTavish. I could be wrong. But it was like there were like three guys. It was like five guys to three to then one. I think the last helmetless player was like 1998. Because by the 80s, even the early 80s, everyone was starting to wear a helmet. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, who was the last guy? Last Craig McTavish. So last yeah. player to wear without a helmet was Craig McTavish. Who played his final game during the 96-97 season? I knew it. How about that for a memory? How about that? Yeah. I'll tell you what. The, the gray matter of Croatia still works a little bit. Well, you, you know? when did you start smoking weed? Uh, I, well, I didn't smoke it consistently until I got really got into college. But I smoked oh, pot go. in high school. See, I, I, smoked, I was burnt to a crisp by the time I was 12 years old. I, I, I had smoked pot when I was 14 the first time I ever got high. I think I maybe smoked pot. I didn't really start to party until I was 17. Dude. And I think that's actually a good thing. I'm so lucky technology's all around me and inescapable because when I was growing up, they made it seem like technology was going to be this thing that would be a like you can you're going to have it for an hour a day and then you're going to have to buck up. I remember my teachers literally would be like, you know, you're just learned. You're going to have to learn to do the work because you're not always going to have a calculator in front of you. Yeah. Now it's I wish I could go back and just be like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, seriously. Fuck you. I'm so happy I bought that Grammarly software. School gave me gray hair as a kid because they would really make it seem like you were a failure of life. If you like you're getting you're getting an F right now, like they would really drill. Like when I was failing classes, they would like this is what are we going to do? Like. Well, you we got to tell you, your you, mom we got to have a meeting like it would be like what the fuck like well you got to do well in school man I mean you, you have to try to do well I I'm, wasn't a particularly good student I never failed a class I got a couple I got a smattering of D's I'll, I'll admit it I got a smattering a, of D's I was a B B at best I I, I, I did not become a better student I had so I think what the anxiety I had I couldn't I had. do homework I hated it yeah I, I ended up uh, I, I remember my senior year in high school, I, I did better and I was able to get getting into college then compared to now is such a different experience. I was the king of zeros, baby. I mean, wow. You yeah. get a zero for not turning anything in. And I was the a big <clears throat> mark of my, you know, how you get like a message on your report card. Yeah. All of my, it would literally say above a failing grade. Keith's a joy to have in class. Really? But I would be failing the class. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I used to get works below potential on my on my report card a lot. Yeah, 
works below potential. Which I is would just like, it would always ugh. be my attention. You know how I how I cut you off and wander. It was well, always absolutely. it was always I stare out the window. That was my big complaint. Spaces yeah. out during class all the time. Yep. Yep. No, I uh, I had I I had a daydream world that I had created. I think when yeah. I was fifteen, sixteen years old. Where you old. know more than everybody, so fuck school. Why? Well, I, I didn't think that. I never thought that. Uh, I always felt like <clears throat> I would just. I, I think at that age, as a boy, and you have boners eighty percent of the day, you're not thinking about you know Beowulf. It's not in your mind. You Do know? you want to? You know. You know what? And this is how I would be with math, and why I would space out with math when we would be doing our times tables. Yeah. And you're going like two times two is four, two, two times, times three is six, eight. Yeah. Yep. Halfway through, I would be like, "All right, I got it." Interesting. But then, like, literally, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it, it, I got it. Yeah, you you comprehended it. It's stu- so it's I'm it's gone. Stuck. Yeah, like you can keep, but I'm gone. But then they'd be yelling at me, and then they're just like, Keith, where are we at? Where like, and then now I'm freaking the fuck out. You get anxiety. But like, I got it. Yeah, calm down. Like, yeah. I yeah. know the shit. Yeah, we've been doing it all day. Yeah, I think God, the education experience now I think is so different. With uh, again, I just think about going to college, and I, I became a better student. But I tell you what, I took a foreign language in college to get my BA, and I took Norwegian because I'm a hundred percent Norwegian. Boy, was that stressful! I could not, I did not do. If you took the the, the I got two, I got seven credits of D in college. Uh, from Norwegian, Ooh. that 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 anchored the G, the GPA got an anchor. I hate as a result Did you get that. worksheets when you were a kid? Like, what was your homework? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was like a book. Oh, you got to do problem sets one through ten. Yeah. Or you know, or, or occasionally you got like a worksheet. You know. I hated like went finding nouns and shit when it would be like it would give you a sentence and it's just like find the nouns, yeah. now find the adjectives. Like, yep. I just hated what my problem was. I just hated what I was reading. Billy mm-hmm. took his dog to his school yeah he fed it his lunch his friends laughed at him yeah like oh my god that is awful well you were reading comic books about that time right oh such great stuff yeah okay i i would i told my mom this the other day we were talking about how she hates how her friends teach her their students about how robotic it is and it's just about like yeah assignments assignments tests like it's not they don't really connect and care if they actually learn it it's It's just like here's the homework get the grade pass high school get out of here yeah and like and i go here what would be a better assignment instead of doing the worksheets like all right here's four boring ass sentences diagram them i would be like okay go home whatever your favorite tv show is watch it and find the nouns and find the adjectives interesting like that would actually you know how psyched i would be if my teacher was like hey when you're while you're watching power rangers this afternoon write down the verbs yeah and tell me where they happen yeah and then like that i would be so excited to do that and it would make me pay attention to the everything more because i'd be like there's ways to make school and homework fun but they don't but nobody does it nobody does it you know i find for learning for me when i've learned in in a career context you know in a work setting it's when i'm around people who are experienced and older i think uh, that's why, but now, now I'm getting to the point that I'm the older guy, you know. So it's just it's interesting, but I always feel like with with school, it's like you're taking everyone at the same age at the same time period, and then putting them through the same sort of plans. And it's like, I think when I was 12 years old, I could have learned a lot from a 17 year old, you know. I, mean, I think there was something. 
I always feel like that, that, that the way they edge, it's also done for Even economic purposes. If I was a college yeah. professor, the first thing I would do with all of my students, I would go, I would, I'd be like, what's your favorite thing right now? And yeah. then I would be like, okay, everything you're going to do in this class is going to be based on that thing. And you it's going to be your job to figure out how to match my shit with what you're really into right now. And if that changes, it changes. Yeah. But like, let's write all of, we'll have a diagram of like, you're Tiffany. Your favorite thing is fucking yeah. you. You're into you're a sex worker right now. You love being a cam girl. Fucking. Yeah. yeah. Let's figure out what well, this is an economics class. What kind of money you fucking generate from that? <laughs> like for real. Yeah. But I, they don't do shit like that. And that's why people bounce out of college because they're just like this fucking blows, dude. And it cost me 50 grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting how like p- people kind of your age and younger. The collegiate experience is really tainted by the debt, man. It's re- I, I am lucky. I mean, I had high debt after grad school, of course. I had 50 grand in debt after, for two years. Yeah, you which, weren't where they split the atom. You know, yeah, it's true. Uh, but, but it was, and there's no doubt about it. I have to give it, as much as I hated graduate school, I have to give it its credit. There's no doubt my mind became more disciplined and stronger as a result. There's no doubt about it. It was just drilling it into your head. And frankly, it was suffering and it was pain in a lot of ways. And it's probably why you needed to start smoking weed. Well, you know, I, you? I didn't, I didn't suddenly smoke as much that bad. I mean, ah, what a weird time. A time, a time you know, there are times in my life where I have not smoked pot that much. My, That's the not, one now over, is not one of those times. It is funny. This matches with all of your like themes of comedy because th- so far we're like, what, 50 minutes into this 80s, 80s? thing and everything. They can't go ten, four minutes without involving some sort of Russian Cold War well, it's bullshit. It, it was odious it, it was like odious game, game boy cold war keds cold war All la gear cold war yeah, night rider cold war yeah. i mean it was a it, the cold war was a real authentic thing that's why it's i find that very interesting people of kind of your age and younger because people probably people it, my age it's the music people really uh like look back fondly on like that era of music, Devo and fucking uh, Joy D- Joy da- Division and shit like that. Like Devo that's, was the Daft Punk of their era, and like Club Kids, like those, yep. cl- like that, were like raving was real big. Like it's that shit. It's more of like '80s social culture yeah. that I think people like now. And there's even like weird mod kids who wear like tweed suits and shit and yep. listen to fucking the Who. Uh, yeah, and like like e- like. All sorts of retro weirdness. And like, you know what I think of when I think of 80s is pencil mustaches. Wow. What a weird thing to focus on. Like John Waters. I don't think about that at all. I think about the Cold War and the threat of nuclear war and me having multiple nightmares and stress dreams <laughs> about mushroom clouds and people dying. That's what I think about when I think of 1983 for me. John You know, it, it is, uh, it, it, it's the whole it's I don't know it it, it very much because it was the it was the death throes of the Cold War and if you want to really get down to it it was the end of the Second World is War is that Dennehy really. no he's it's dead not, no it's not Dennehy kind of looks like him kind of looks dead. like Brian Dennehy I, I think it's that guy yeah I think it is but all you know what's weird about eighties to now too is like it really speaks to how like good body preservation is because that guy is like 30 years older yeah. and doesn't look much older, which which yeah. goes to show you how garbage he looked in the 80s. Yeah, like exactly. in the 80s, that fucker was on death's doorway. Yeah. <laughs> and now because of fucking... Diet and, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because of the fucking uh, pyramid schemes. What, what's that fucking... What's the shirt sponsor for LA Galaxy? I don't even know. What's that nutrition pyramid scheme? 
the one that fucking Mexican people love. Nutrisystem. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh it's Herbal Life. Herbalife. They prey on Latino people. Yeah. And it was a big deal. When the wall came down, it was a big deal. And so I find it interesting that people are probably like, I would say your age, even like five years older than you, they have memories of the Cold War. But, I remember. But, but your age and younger, they really don't. They did not dude, have the experience of it. Check this you out. Know? Here's what this might blow your mind. So every literally until high school, they're probably different now. It probably ends with 9-11. Every history book I ever had, the last chapter, Cold War to the present. Yeah. It was, that was always the that last was a, chapter. That, that was a demarcation It was the point. last chapter, and it was always like 20 pages. It was thin. It was like, here's the end of the Cold War, Nirvana, fucking boom. Here, here we are. Yeah. Here, here you are in history class. Again, <laughs> I, I would say the demarcation points. Yeah, that's hilarious. It makes sense. The and then 9-11 is probably the last chapter. I, I was going to say. Post-terrorism yeah. is the last chapter. The, the, the demarcation point, I definitely think of wall coming down to September 11th. That 10-year period was a dip. Was, Post-Cold War was a good time in America. It was a good time yeah. in America. You know, And like September 11th happened and it was handled so poorly. So poorly, um, and then you know, and, and then ever since then, it is just the div- the divisions which were always there in politics in our country have just gotten two of my so cousins bad. got pieces of the wall in a jar in their house. They man. do, yeah. Well, I, my cousin lived in Germany when it went down. Wow, Mike, this kind of was dope. My cousin Pat, we got stoned one night, and he told me that like, because I was kind of like yeah, older than you. Here's what I they even laughed when I said this. I go, here's the only thing I'll call bullshit on as far as the wall going down is there's this magical moment of like Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. And yeah. then the one piece comes down and then about four seconds passes and everybody and then they're just like, well, it's going to take like 15 years. Well, to yeah, take down yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's it, not it's like not, that yeah. was that was it was one thing. That was a big deal. In, in, in the German Bundes, you know, the German Congress, mm-hmm. they all stood up and started singing the German national. What my cousin stuff. Pat said is, he said he got to stick his arm through the wall and shake hands with somebody on the other side. Wow! And he was like, that was like real powerful. Oh, I'm sure. You know, there was a chunk of the wall at the Western Brown Line stop in Chicago because it's an old German. There's a couple pieces in L.A. on across, on in front of the museum on Wilshire. I believe that. At least if it's not a Hasselhoff's pieces, jacket, he brought down the wall with his rock, dude. <laughs> That's what brought down the rest of the wall. They're like, we're going to blow down the rest of the piece and then we're going to get the fucking Hoff up here to strap one on, dude. What a bizarre fame arc he has. <laughs> it's so strange, but real tangible. I mean, he's oh, a star. 100%. You know, I mean, it's crazy but yeah you know, yeah it it definitely i was in college at that time so and i think i told you i had a class russian politics taught by a guy who lived in the soviet union he was so smart hoff looks better now he do you remember when he was drunk on the floor with the wendy's burger oh yeah yeah that was like yeah. oh it's that cra- was great you remember moment. that no. oh that was i will pull that up yeah, yeah there was just a whole uh uh, in this Russian politics class, there was a big discussion because the wall hadn't come down yet. And, and the professor was just saying, hey, you know, you know, it's not a matter. Everyone kind of knew it's not a matter of if the wall is going to come down, but when is it going to come down? There was this real science that, that mm-hmm. the Soviet Union's power was just whittling away. You know, you could tell. Wouldn't it be great if like killing Superman to 
Like in the, in the comic books, they killed Superman because on TV they wanted to marry Lois Lane and Superman. So they were like, can you delay your stories to so we can marry him at the same time? How does that relate to the Russian politics story? Let me get to this. Yeah, okay. So, so they were like, well, fuck, we'll just kill him in the meantime. So what if they had plans to tear down the wall, but Hoff was just like, hey, I got this album coming out. Can we just hold off on this? And then we'll drop this fucking banger and we'll tear down this wall and we'll make fucking history. And make money. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, anyway, yeah, you know, I, I look back and I don't have particularly fond memories of the 1980s. I, I look at that as a time when I moved from D.C. to Wisconsin. I look at that as a time of a, a lot of family kind of strife. You well, know? and it's probably why you think of a lot of sports and movies because you were just shut in oh, watching yeah, stuff. And, and, and I was just, yeah, I was kind of opting out, you know. Oh, Jim Craig, there was the 80 Olympic team. But, uh, you know. That's I, a hilarious slogan how, like, the 60s was tuning in and dropping out. Yeah. Fucking the, the 80s was just, like, drowning out. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, yeah <laughs> I didn't, you know. God, Naomi Campbell still looks good, too, my Lord. But that's why I look at the 90s, too. What I liked about the 90s was it was my early adulthood, and I was able to finally make my own decisions on my own terms, and I've still been doing that ever since. The episode that was on before you got here was when the brick phone came out. The brick phone? The so her cell oh, phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first, it was the car phone, and then it was the brick cell phone. Yep, absolutely. And then they, about how eight, all like the major companies turned it down, and Ameritech would like actually accepted it and put it out and made like a shitload of money. Probably yeah. they made millions of dollars. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Like in the eighties. Absolutely. That's fucking wild to me now how companies have to make like billions of dollars now. to be like legitimate. Yeah. You know, did you see with the small business money, $349 billion is just gone now. It just, it was a, it was sucked up that quickly. In the Hell economy. yeah. Ooh, yeah. These are, these are strange. I mean, it's going to be, I'm just, I'm glad I'm working despite the fact that it, it you know, sucks. Yeah, uh, you know that's a pretty good representation of the '80s, right there. A yeah. guy in a fucking pocket protector suit, slicking his hair back, holding a Time magazine. Yep, Time magazine was that was like the magazine. big shit. God, when was it? Was it that the '80s was when it got small, right? Well, oh, Life was the big magazine, the L- big ass fucking table yeah. magazine. Yeah, I remember Life being a magazine. Absolutely, my uncle Ed has Life magazines at his house. God, you know when I read Time or Newsweek, if I is Newsweek even made now? Is it even do they even? I have? think so. That would be a her question. It, yeah, it is. is. Probably by horrible people. God, you know when, when by I, horrible people. I, I read my Economist. Do horrible people make Newsweek? Do we support Newsweek? Yeah, and, and I, I I read. When I read Time or Newsweek after getting, you know, going through grad school and the work I do, the articles are like, this is it. Like, you just rip through it. Ooh, they're know? just going, we're in back to the future mode now. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I tell you All what. All right, we're winding I'm down. winding down, people. We're at a buck 40. Yeah, we've been doing a lot. I, I, I talked to Todd Massey a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know you told FaceTime. me. Lindy Ruff. I'm still, we're still at funny hockey names. Lindy Ruff. He was a coach. You know what? Gump Worsley was a goaltender. <laughs> he didn't wear he didn't wear a mask in like seventy or seventy one. Oh, he didn't wear a that's mask. That's insane. I mean, their faces have like divots taken out of them. Tony Twist. You know. Uh Miro Shatan. Yeah, let's see if your guy's on there. Jeff Bukaboom. Yeah. No, man. that dude, you're who was your guy? Well it was Turk Broda. No, but what was the guy you just said? Oh, uh, to, not Toe Blake. No. But, uh, oh, Gump Worsley. That's the best one right Gump there. Gump Worsley. That's his name. All right. Well. Manning the pipes. 
Gump Worsley. There we go. We're gonna, people, thanks for listening. Yeah, we're going to keep watching 80s shit. Well, exactly. I mean, the, the thing drugs. about the 80s, too, is that it, it was the beginning of Reagan, and it was the tr- it was the conservatism really sort of... That's why this time now is such a weird bastardization of the 80s, like what he's trying to do. I mean, Reagan's slogan in 1980 was, make America great again. That was his slogan. He just took the exact same slogan to run for president. I mean, it's like they, they just recycled well, the right Well, wasn't Reagan's image. make America great? No, 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 no. It was, it was, um, no. It was make America great. Oh, I think his was just make America great. He just added the word again. Yeah. What a scumbag. God, he's handled it so poorly. (laughs) He has handled this thing so poorly. I mean, and it's not. Yeah, man. No, I hate these false equivalencies that right wing people have. Yeah, but what did Obama do? Obama. No, 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 no. No, this guy is is uniquely shitty. Also, people on the right should love Obama. He stuffed more Mexicans in cages than any president. Why? Yeah, 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 from a racist point. It's so ironic about it. They called him the deporter in chief. He 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 sent he sent out. uh, the previous 17 presidents combined, he, he kicked out that many uh, undocumented and illegals, as some people say. That, that, he just didn't a, do it violently. Yeah, well, and, and he didn't do it. It was also hush-hush, I think, too, you know. Yeah. But but so people like, it's just, you know, the hypocrisy and just. So by that sense, you should love Barry. I, I'm I sure, call him I, Barry. I, I'm sure you love the decision, too, from the Florida governor to make wrestling an essential uh an essential thing of the well, economy. Well, WWE gave $20 million to this, his super PAC. Of course. For know? that ruling. God, is it not just corrupt to the bone? Our system is yeah. corrupt well, to the bone. Here's why I wasn't really like... I, I was, was more big. critical of that because the wrestling company I watch has pre-taped enough shit yeah. to, to do tape to shows out. through yeah. the summer. So they're even, even though they can, they're not running live. Yeah. So it's only WWE. Yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah. I'll never watch it. All right. All right, people. Enjoy yourself. That was a podcast. It's a wrap, Keith.